The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller filling in for Nick and Ken. Just had Kenny Ducey on. Great stuff from Kenny. Talking some MLB pitchers and catchers reporting today. Mark and I are going to get into some baseball later on in the show. Also going to get into some college football later on in the show as well, we're getting ready to talk about college football with our guy Denton today here in moments. But a reminder that you guys can watch us on Stadium. Go to watchstadium.com. You can check us out there. You can also listen to us on Sirius Channel 160, Sirius XM 205. Also, you can go to twitch.tv slash betql and YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. But let's bring them on. Denton Day, you can follow him on Twitter X at the Denton Day. He's a host, college football overtime on Sirius XM College Football Radio, 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, and does stuff for us right here on the BetQL Network, co-host of Sunday's Bets with yours truly. So, Den, I only thought I was getting you for one day this week, but I get you for two. So, very much looking forward to that. We're going to talk some college football with you here in a bit, but want to get your thoughts on some breaking news that we had to kick off our show. Steve Wilkes, no longer the defensive coordinator for San Francisco, Obviously, great defensive game plan in the first half. And then in the mm -hmm. second half, overtime, things kind of fell apart. The Niners are favorites, tend to win the Super Bowl next season. So what, what are your thoughts on what the Niners do moving forward? Does this change your opinion on them for next season? What, where are you right now on the state of San Francisco? This was a little surprising, but not terribly surprising, right? Because when you take into consideration how Kyle Shanahan has usually built his coaching staff, a lot of them are within the Kyle Shanahan tree of coaching. And Steve Wilkes is one of the few guys that had had success elsewhere that he decided to adopt into uh, his system this year. So I, I guess you always kind of knew that it wasn't going to be for, forever. I'm stunned at how quickly it happened. I thought you'd maybe give it another week or two. Just the way that the coaching carousel is moving in the NFL, if you know you're going to let a guy go, you might as well rip the Band-Aid off while you can. As far as what it does for their, uh, their, their chances next season – 
I, I don't think it makes a huge impact, to be completely honest. I think Steve Wilkes is a very good defensive-minded coach, but I think there's a lot of very good defensive-minded coaches out there in the NFL. So if you can find a guy that can really utilize uh, the talent they have defensively, I mean, it's no, it's no, no secret. This was not the best 49ers defense we have seen uh, under Kyle Shanahan, right? There's been plenty of years where I think their defense has been a lot better, but the talent remained largely the same. So sometimes it's good for both sides. I think Steve Wilkes will land on his feet somewhere else, and uh, the 49ers will find somebody that can hopefully utilize their talent to the best of their ability. Denton, I want to pivot over to the Commanders. Um, a huge offseason for them. They bring in Dan Quinn. They bring in Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator. They're in prime position to get the face of their franchise going forward, most likely Drake May if you know, you're know you going off the current odds. Bring a guy into the system like Drake May or, or a new quarterback. Um, the offense that they're building, they, they signed Anthony Lynn. It looks like it. It, it seems like it could be a little more conservative than I would have thought. Like, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Kingsbury and then them bringing in Anthony Lynn as the run game coordinator. So I like Cliff Kingsbury. I don't love him, but I like him. I think in mm-hmm. short doses, he has proven that he can be very good and effective. The problem is the NFL season is not exactly short doses, right? He does like a really good half of the NFL season, and then halfway through, once you get some film on him, people kind of break down what he's doing, and there's not a lot of adjustments. So my hope is that Cliff Kingsbury will get more comfortable making adjustments throughout the season as it progresses. Now, in Washington, we are ecstatic about a run game coordinator because we were told at the beginning of the season that they are going to be a two-to-one run-to-pass team. And then they hire Eric Bieniemy, who wanted to draft Sam Howell back 50 times a game. And there was just not a lot of clear communication And it's very difficult on an offensive line and a young rookie quarterback, or not rookie, but like a pseudo rookie quarterback, to drop him back 50 times. So I like a run game coordinator. I think the the running back room that they are putting together, specifically with Brian Robinson, if you put an emphasis on that side of the football and that element of the offense, I think you can have a lot of success. So at least now I'm optimistic as to what they're going to do. Now that heavily depends on who is playing quarterback. Do they draft a guy in Drake May or my preference, which is Jaden Daniels, At number two, do they decide to trade back and maybe go with a veteran quarterback? I know a couple of offshore books say that they're one of, if not the favorite, to land Kirk Cousins this offseason. I don't think Kirk would fit with this offense, but it's something that has kind of taken a lot of us in D.C. by storm today as those numbers because we, of course, uh, remember Kirk Cousins very fondly. So it'll be really interesting to see what they do at quarterback. But once they get that situated, I am at least optimistic for now that they'll be able to build – an offense that I won't hate watching in November, because I'll tell you what, guys, mm-hmm. November and December absolutely sucked this year. <laughs> yeah, not not a great end of the season for Washington. Dent, let's pivot over to uh, college football. I want to get your thoughts on what we've seen so far in this offseason, the odds market for some of these teams. Let's start with Michigan. Obviously, they are the champions. Jim Harbaugh <clears throat> moves, to the, uh, moves to L.A. to become the head coach of the Chargers, Sharon Moore takes over. J.J. McCarthy, no longer the quarterback. When you look at Michigan for this upcoming season, do you still see them making the playoff? Do you still see them being a factor, maybe winning the Big Ten? Like, What, in your eyes, is the ceiling for Michigan for the upcoming season? 
Well, if they win the Big Ten, something has gone terribly wrong with Ohio State. I look at this Michigan team very similar to how I looked at 2020 LSU when they were so good in 19 and then they lose Joe Burrow, right? And they lose a bunch of other guys that were critical to what they were doing offensively. That's kind of what Michigan is, only on top of losing your quarterback, your running back, your wide receiver, like half of your defense. You also lose the head coach that was kind of the face of your program. I, I, I recognize why they are so high in the odds. I still think there's a potential for them to get into the playoff, but that's because it's a 12-team playoff, right? Like if it was a 14-team playoff again, there's no chance they're getting in. I just don't think they're built now to to make and continue what they did last season. I think Sharon Moore is a hell of a coach, but they're they're asking him to climb a very, very high mountain. Adding Wink Martindale will be interesting. I don't know if it's a good interesting or a bad interesting. I think he can coach defense. I have no idea if he can handle college kids. There's a big difference between handling professionals and college kids. So I don't know what they're going to look like on that side of the ball. And that really was one of their strong suits this year. So there's a lot more questions than answers with Michigan. But because it's a 12-team playoff, I'd feel comfortable with them getting in. But they're not winning the Big Ten. I mean, this is Ohio State's conference to lose this year. Let's talk a little bit more about Ohio State. Chip Kelly, longstanding relationship with Ryan Day, gets the offensive coordinator job. He comes in. It seems like every time that the Buckeyes lose to Michigan, Ryan Day's play calling comes into <laughs> question. So um, what are your thoughts on bringing Kelly into the fold and you know Ohio State and their offense um, in these big games? I think it's great for him. I think you're right, by the way. I think now Ryan Day can breathe a little easier because he'll at least, (laughs) in the event where they lose a fourth year in a row to Michigan, he'll at least have a finger uh, to point in the direction of somebody else. I don't think that's going to happen. I think when you look at this team in particular, they are so loaded on both offense and on defense. So I think they're going to be in a really, really good spot. I'm really excited to see how they're going to use some some of their running backs, right? Like that room is just absolutely loaded this year and if they put a heavy emphasis on running the football with Quinshot Junkins now joining the fray I mean they're going to be a fun team to watch the game's going to go quick because they're just going to be pounding the rock but uh, I'm excited to see what Chip Kelly is going to do it's weird that Chip Kelly is the offensive coordinator that has not gotten normal and it probably never will that he leaves a head coaching job willingly to take an offensive coordinator job in the same conference like it's one thing if you're leaving South Alabama State to be a coordinator at Bama, but leaving UCLA to be a coordinator at Ohio State is not normal. So I'm intrigued to see how that's going to work, but there's a lot of pressure. Uh, There's a lot of pressure because with all the good that Chip Kelly brings to Ohio State, if Ryan Day loses again to Michigan and they maybe miss out on the playoffs or maybe don't make the run that they're anticipating make out on the playoffs, you now have a guy in waiting that has a legitimate reason to be named head coach because we've seen him do it before at a high level. The only difference between Ohio State and some of the other places he's coached at is Ohio State has a vast amount of resources that those other places, namely UCLA, did not have. Talking with Denton Day here on You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. You can follow Denton on Twitter at the Denton Day. Does stuff for us here at the BetQL Network, hosting Sunday's Bets. You can also catch him on uh, 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. Then the ACC looks like it should be a two-team race once again. Florida State obviously went undefeated last year, didn't make the playoff. Clemson, it was a down year for them. Dabo's starting to embrace the transfer portal just a little bit, though. He does have some guys coming back. They're both 20-1 to right now in the futures market. So, who, who, as of right now, would you buy more stock in, Clemson or Florida State in the ACC? 
Right now, it would be Clemson, which I know sounds weird because it sure feels like they're on kind of the downtrot of this wonderful run that they went on in the, in the mid-2010s. But I would put more stock in them just because I'm a little more confident in Dabo building up a roster. I happen to like Mike Norvell, but I, I have not seen him in this position where he loses the vast amount of players that he did, whether it be in the NFL draft and graduating guys or, or being to the transfer portal. So I don't know how he is going to be rebuilding a roster. I mean, he did a really good job building this roster at Florida State, but it took him a couple of years. So I don't know what that turnaround time is going to be for him rebuilding, where I'm a little bit more confident with Dabo Sweeney, even though he doesn't really do the transfer portal. I mean, he's like dipping his toe in the thing, but he's still very much in, in the kiddie pool while some of us are swimming in Olympic pools, right? So he's in the water, but he's certainly not, he's not shoulder deep yet. Uh, but I do have more trust in him just because I've seen them do this, this song and dance before. Then. Uh, the Oregon Ducks with Dan Lanning and what he'd done, especially after, you know, the, the job opened up at Alabama, you know, planting his flag in Oregon, saying he's not going anywhere. I thought it's one of the best stories of the offseason. He brings in Dylan Gray, Gabriel, Dante Moore, builds up the quarterback room. Bo Nix moves on. Uh, do you think the Ducks are live at 10-1 to to win the national championship? It seems like they were right on the cusp last year, just couldn't get the job done against Washington. Um, and I think they could be even stronger this season. I am a thousand percent with you, Mark. I am all mm -hmm. over Oregon. I love Dan Lanning. I was ready. So I met him at the Fiesta Bowl. I was ready to run through a wall after talking to that guy. <laughs> and it should be noted, they were playing my alma mater. So I like did this weird bait and switch thing where I was like, holy smokes, like this Oregon team and this Dan Lanning guy, he is as true as it comes. There was no surprise on my end when he said, I'm not going to Alabama. That makes total mm -hmm. sense. I'd love for whatever you feel about the current state of college football. And I know it's very polarizing at this point in time. Dan Lanning is like the figurehead for the college football that I love. He embraces the transfer mm -hmm. portal. He's not afraid to utilize NIL, but he's also real upfront. He's a motivational kind of guy, builds great relationships. He is everything that I love about college football. So getting them at 10 to one, I think this might be the best odds you'll get for them because uh, once the season starts and whoever they decide to go with the quarterback, whether it's Gabriel or more, they're going to be a really, really good team uh, this upcoming season. So I, I love them at 10 to one. Dan, we got a couple minutes left. Ole Miss is 11 to 1. I think when you look at the futures market, right, it's the usual suspects. And then the team that might surprise some people is Ole Miss, but they got a lot coming back. Kiffin did a lot of good things on defense in the transfer portal. And now with all the teams in the SEC, like every schedule is tough. But of all the ones I've seen, Ole Miss might be the most favorable. They don't have to play Bama. They don't have to play Texas. Uh -huh. They don't have to play Tennessee. Georgia's at home. Oklahoma's at home. So what what are your thoughts with Ole Miss? I mean, Lane Kiffin has kind of slowly been getting better and better every year. Is this finally the year that they break through? Do you see Ole Miss making the playoff and maybe being a contender? I do think they will be in a position to make the playoffs. I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoff, but I do think they will be in a position to make the playoff. Not playing Bama is huge for them because for whatever reason, when Lane Kiffin plays Nick Saban in Alabama, he just collapses on himself. He gets the moment is too big for him. He, he starts to do a little bit of the extracurricular stuff and trying to troll Alabama and Saban and it never pans out. So not having them on the schedule, I think is a huge, I have relief for all of the Ole Miss fans. They've done a wonderful job in the transfer portal. Now, losing Quinchon Judkins obviously hurts, losing him to Ohio State. But 
look, a running back is not going to make or break your chances for a championship, right? Like we, we all know that running backs are great players. We love running backs, but there are other important positions on the field that they have a really good, they have really good units at. So I'm excited. They're one of the teams that I'm excited to see now with a 12 team playoff. So I think they will be in striking distance, uh, but I'm also, when it comes to Lane Kiffin, it's a long season. I just need him to keep his head on straight for the entirety of it. Denton Day, you can follow him on Twitter X at the Denton Day host, College Football Overtime, Sirius XM College Football Radio, 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, and a co-host of Sunday's Bets here on the BetQL Network. Dan, you betting any golf when I see you on Sunday? Are we going to be sweating out any tickets? I mean, you got to bet Tiger this weekend. Yeah, oh, even if it's, it's, he's one, one of those. You sprinkle just a little bit on it. You got you to bet Tiger. There'll be a couple other bets that I'll, I'll probably put in sometime later tonight, too. All right. I'm looking Sunday's forward to seeing what they are. Sunday's going to be good. <laughs> looking forward to it. Denton, always great catching up with you, man. Appreciate it. Fellas, appreciate it. Be well. All right. Great stuff there from Denton. Mark and I going to talk some college football. When we come back, excited to dive into it, look at some of the odds boards. Denton did a great job breaking down some of those teams. There, Chip Kelly was obviously a notable move from UCLA to Ohio State. There are also some other coaching changes. We'll get into those as well as we wrap up hour two here. You better you bet presented by BetMGM with you until seven o'clock Eastern time. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumhill. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus